Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the I Fell Podcast. I'm your host and creator, Shay Ruff, also known as Wisdom by 30 author and owner. What is this podcast about? This podcast is a space where failure is welcome. Our guests and myself will be sharing our failed moments to help you get through yours and be set free from regret. So grab your favorite snacks, drink, friend, while we get free together. See you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the I Fell podcast. I'm your host and creator, Shay Ruff. Today, we are discussing failing our family. So this this one is pretty intense, but I promise that it's going to help someone. And today's guest is Mr. Matthew Anderson. He's an entrepreneur and an IT consultant, and he is here to share his story with us. So, Matt, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. So let's get into this topic because it's something that we don't talk about. And it's one of the last things that we want to do. So in what way have you failed your family? Um, so the way I would say that I failed my family is by, um, in a way, being selfish. Um, oh, that's a good one. Now, it, it benefits my it benefited my family, but it, it took away from my family. So the, and I'll explain it like this. So um, from the time I was in high school, I was really big into going to college. Um, before, you know, a little background, my mom went to college, but she didn't graduate. Um, my dad went to college, but, you know, he wasn't really in my life and stuff. So yeah. I always, um, being, being as a young kid, like we really struggled when I was really young. Um, it was at one point I lived in a house with me, my mom, my cousins, it was like six of us in a two-bedroom house. Um, wow. At a certain point, we had really bad, like, bugs. We, you know, I slept on the ground for two or three years. I didn't have my own closet. I my, had, my closet was literally me and my cousin shared a, a dining room closet as our place for our clothes. Like, so, as going through those times of my life and, you know, struggling when I was younger, it always made me like, you know what, I never want to live like this anymore. So yeah. as I got to high school, um, I was always intent on going to college. Um, I played, obviously I played sports and stuff. And I really, my biggest goal was never to like necessarily go to the NFL or, you know, be a millionaire, but I always wanted to go to college and graduate. So once I got an opportunity to go to college, um, I really worked really, really hard there. Um, I, you know, I took, all the classes I could take. Um, I worked. I literally just focused on school for like two and a half, three years. Um, during that time, I had a lot of issues. Um, for example, I lost my brother. My brother passed away literally the first semester I went to school. Away oh, school. wow. Right. Um, so, you know, dealing with that, dealing with trying to, you know, go back and forth to school and helping my mom deal with that. Um, you know what I'm saying? The aftermath of that, you know what I'm saying? Having to make sure she's okay. Obviously dealing with my own, you know, grief with stuff with that. Something I'm still struggling with to this day. Um, but I also knew at that time that I had to get out of school because I couldn't do anything for anyone if I didn't at least finish school and have a degree and, you know, at least give me the opportunity to get my name into interviews and stuff. Yeah. So long story short, I kind of, um, I was selfish. So, at a certain point when my family would like have get togethers or stuff like that, like from the time I was in school and, you know, right after I graduated for the first 
two and a half, three years, I wouldn't go anywhere. And my family would like, you know, you never call us. You never, you know, you never come out when we invite you to places. And I was, and I said to them, you know, I'm not where I need to be in life. You know, at the point, at that time I had gotten married. Um, I was working a job where I was working 60 hour weeks. I would work, mm. you know, Monday through Saturday, you know, saying 7 30 in the morning to like seven at night. Um, weekends, I was working from like 10 to four. And I literally had no outside life other than working. And that was the issue because I wasn't where I wanted to be because I still wasn't really making any money. Um, I literally was just making enough money to pay the bills I had. And I wanted to have my own home. I wanted to be able to start a family. I wanted to, you know, be able to start a business and stuff. So because I wasn't where I wanted to be, I literally just didn't do anything. I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I wouldn't do anything because I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, and, I sacrificed a lot of relationships for that. Um, I don't necessarily regret it because, you know, where I am now in my life, you know, I provided for my son, you know, now that I have a a son, um, he has his own home, you know, I'm saying my wife has a home with us. We have our home together. You know, we have somewhere that we can call home every day. You know, we have our own place. We can go outside and, you know, play with our son. We can, you know, invest in our future and all of that, all of those all of those things that led up to that, all those years of, you know, sacrifice, the only way I was able to get to the point I am today is because I, I literally focused on nothing else but getting to where I wanted to be. Um, so in long story short, I think I kind of failed them in being selfish. Um, it's it's a it, it was something that had to be done, in my opinion, but I still feel like, you know, it cost me some relationships and some, you know, some, some real experiences with my family that I probably won't ever get back. So... One, you said you grew up a certain way and you were like, I never want to live this way again, which is the number one thing that drills that that drills into us and pushes us to be like, okay, I'm not going back there like this can't happen or whatever. So I'm glad that you said that because that's the number one thing that really just gives us tunnel vision and we don't see anything else except for the end result Um, when it came to your family. And you say, and you saying that you failed your family by being selfish by taking that time to develop you. Sometimes it's kind of like a two-edged sword. It's like right. if I don't do it, I'm gonna be mad at myself. But if I do it, other people are gonna be mad at me. So what 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 were the responses that you were getting when you decided to to go after the goal with tunnel vision? Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, and, and this may, and bigger than just a family, and this is just with everything, I think that a lot of people don't see your vision, so they don't understand your path. So yeah. if you're, if you're going for something and people say, well, why are you doing this? And you're like, I have a goal and they, and they don't see that your goal is something they can see or they can vision for themselves. They don't understand it. So, you know, people might look at me and say, well, why, you know I'm saying? You didn't have to cut your family off to get to where you had to be or your family could have helped you. And, you know, that may or may not be true, but the the path that I chose and the way I decided to make uh, where I want to get things done was, you know, focus on everything I need to do for now. I don't want to go to a party. You know, I don't want to celebrate people's birthday. I don't want to, you know, go to cabins. I don't want to go whatever we're doing because I'm not where I need to be. You know, saying the time I'm out here spending to birthday parties or whatever, I could be you know, investing in my certification. I can be investing in finding a home. I can invest in, you know, my health. I could be investing in so much things to get myself to where I need to be for my future because at the end of the day, I want to make sure that my future is better than my past. And I don't want to have to go back to situations I did live in my past, you know, saying, oh, I don't have 
a room to sleep in tonight. Or, you know, saying the, the, the last couple of months I was in college, I didn't have food to eat because I had to quit my job to get ready to come home. So I've been in those situations where I've literally had nothing and no one. And because I didn't want to go back to that, I was determined to do whatever it took takes, even if it means to, you know, say isolate myself and just focus on the goal. Wow. So did anyone ever stop you and be like, you know, hey, uh, you can call me or you can say, hey, or. So uh, my mom, a lot of I think the biggest one of the biggest uh, relationships, I think that that was, was damaged because of that was with my mother, um, just because she I don't believe she saw or understood why I was the way I was. Yeah. Um, you know, saying a lot of times people would take it as you know, you don't love them or you don't care about them or anything, but it was like, you know, at a certain point, I can't do for everyone else if I'm not doing for myself. And there was a there was a time before the where, where I would do, you know, if my mom needed this, I would give it to her. If, you know, if, like, there were the times when I was in college and, you know, my mom needed money and I would send my mom money home from school or when I had food stamps in college and I would, my mom needed money, food stamps, I would, you know, take half my food stamps, go shopping, and then when I'm done shopping, send a card home so she could use it. it. So there was times that I was worried about everyone else, but I sat back and, you know, I've had other people, even in my life, family members tell me, like, my aunt told me, like, hey, you know, you can't do anything for anyone if you don't take care of yourself first. And yeah. I really had to start being selfish. And even though it was it was something that I wasn't used to being selfish, it actually was one of the best decisions I made because from the time I decided to be selfish and focus on myself, that's when I started, you know, making the foundation of where I am today and where I plan to be in the future. But if I didn't do those things, it would never happen. So, you know, she would be like, hey, you know, you don't ever come through these parties or, you know, every time someone invites you out, you never come through. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any time to party right now. You know, I'm living in, under someone else's roof. You know what I'm saying? I don't have my own place. I don't have my own, you know, I'm, I want to have a child in one, in the future. And I didn't have a kid at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to have a child until I have my own home to put my child in. So, you know, all those things were on the forefront of my mind. So I didn't want to party because to me, I, that's not, a, I don't, I'm not where I am to where I wanted to be yet. So I didn't want to go party. I didn't want to go hang out. I just wanted to focus on getting myself where I needed to be. And then I also understand too, with parents, they tend to have their own vision of how they want us to live our lives. And so my number one example is my mom. So my mom wanted me to go to Xavier University in New Orleans. She wanted me to stay home. And so I, I never desired to stay home. There was nothing that was like, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to go right up the street to this university. Right. It was nothing like that or whatever. But that was her dream. Xavier was her dream when she graduated from high school. She wanted to go there. Long story short, I ended up moving to Atlanta and we used to bump, bump heads so much just because I moved here to Atlanta. And so it took her a while to like get over it, you know, try to process it or whatever. But I did find myself not going back home or visiting for the holidays because I was like, nope, I got finals. Nope, I got to work. No, I got bills to pay. No, you know, and it sucks because in our community, we are, sometimes it is the children taking care of the parents. And sometimes it is us taking care of our siblings too. I'm the oldest and the only girl. So it's, it's, it's that that on us too. And so sometimes you just need that space to be like, okay, if I don't do this for me, it's not going to get done. So um, I say all that to say was, 
did you and your mom ever reach a point where she was like, I understand what you're doing? I get it. Um, to be honest with you, I don't believe so. And like I and I and, and like I said, I feel like I've lost not necessarily lost, but like I've our a lot of relationships have changed from from those times till now just because, you know, decisions I've made, you know what I'm saying, and you know, the repercussions of those those decisions. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm always gonna love my mother. There's nothing in this world that would ever, you know, change how I feel about her and you know, say I wouldn't I wouldn't even be where I am or the kind of person I am or the kind of husband I am or the kind of father I am without her guidance and supervision. But at the same time, you know, in areas that I felt like she um in herself that she felt herself and you know and, and her kids and stuff and you know herself, I feel like those were things I said, well, I saw how my mom struggled in these areas and I don't want to struggle in there. So right. I'm going to be more determined. Like you know, she, I was like, I, I referenced earlier, she never graduated from college. And, you know, when I would talk to her, she said, well, you know, I really struggle with math and I just can't do it. And she would use the word can't. And that would make me so mad. And I'm like, there's no such thing as can't. There's only yeah. And I understand it because, you know, I went through a situation like that in college. I took statistics three times. And every time I didn't pass, I was like, you know what? Well, I'm going to do it next time. And I signed right back up again the next semester. And I didn't pass the second time. I signed back up for summer semester. And I determined, I said, I don't care if I have to take it a thousand times before I'm not going to let this just stop me from my goal. Right. And I felt like that's where. You know, there was there was those decisions where I was like, you know, you know, she may have let that stop her in her life and her decisions, but that's not going to stop me. If I had to run through a wall 15 times to graduate, that's what I was going to do. If I had to, you know, run across campus naked, you know, whatever it took, I was going to do it because that's what I set my mind on. And I think, you know, sometimes because people don't have those same experiences and same thought processes that it just kind of it, it, it changes things. And like I said, I don't think our relationship is what it used to be. Um, but you know, I, I don't necessarily regret it because I had to do what I had to do and I wouldn't be able to secure my family now if I didn't make those decisions back then. So let me ask you this. Um, and this, this may be a sensitive question, but it's, it's something that plagues us a lot, especially coming from a single parent home. If you are a male in the, in a single parent home, you tend, you tend to be looked at as the man of the house now. So even though you may be 13, 14, sometimes nine years old, it's my, all I have is mom. She's going to work. She, I have siblings. Let me do what I got to do to try to help her or whatever. So you're kind of forced to be a man or whatever. Did you ever feel like that? Did she ever look at you that way? Um, I can't, for, from her perspective, I don't necessarily know if she did or she didn't. I know from my perspective and I've told all, you know, anybody who's ever met me, who knows me, you know, really well knows this, like, you know, the first child I had was my brother at seven, you know, because I, my mom was a single parent and, you know, when she would go to school or go to work, you know, there wasn't a dad at home or there wasn't anybody else at home. So, you know, I would take my brother and sister to doctor's appointments and to dentist appointments and pick them up from school. And if my mom has to go work late or whatever, I'm cooking dinner, um, you know, for Christmases, you know, my like I said, I, my father wasn't around. So, you know, the first, you know, year or two, I, I worked, I believe when we worked together, I was buying my brother and sister Christmas presents. I was buying them coach for school. I was buying them wow. you know, my, la my last my last year of college, um, I got, I came back home and I did my uh, summer re residency at home, and I took my my school money from that 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 last semester, and I took my my sister shopping for school, like you know, saying her dad wasn't gonna do it, so you know she needed clothes for school, she needed shoes for school. Well, guess what? I'm gonna have to go do it, and then 
And that was a point of contention for me and my wife at the time because it was like, you know, that's not your responsibility. And it, and it really took people telling, sitting me down and say, you know, you're not responsible to do that anymore. That's not your job. And it was so ingrained in me for such a long time in my life that I've been doing it for years that I had to sit back and realize, like, you know what, I can't keep taking care of my mom or helping my mom all the time or helping my sister. Not to say I don't want to or I can't help them, but like, and that's where it comes back to being selfish. I have to start making sure I take care of myself and doing what I need to do, or we're all going to be in those situations for the rest of our lives. I don't do what I need to do for myself. Yeah, because it, it starts to become a cycle, right. and it starts to become codependency, where they're like, okay, well, Matt going to do it, so I'm going to always depend on him. He got it. He got it. So I can go to him, or either it's a simple phone call, like, well, I don't have it. Call your brother, you know, right. in that situation or whatever. So do you feel like you grew up too fast like you had way too many responsibilities at one point um i definitely feel like i wouldn't say that i grew up too fast i've always felt like i've always been the most responsible one even with a bunch of my friends or you know whatever i've always been like the like you said i'm the obviously the, i'm the oldest child um and i've always had that mantle since like i would say seven eight years old so you know i've always had to be the one to think about the consequences so or even not even that, but like just having fun. Like you know, the only outlet I had as a younger as a younger kid was sports, like football and baseball and stuff like that. But when I came home, I had to deal with the reality of I don't have a dad at home. You know what I'm saying? You know, on Friday nights when all my friends are there with their dad and mom, um, at football games, it was just my my mom. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have grandparents out there. I didn't have an older brother out there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have anybody to show me how to play when I wasn't getting you know, coaching because I wasn't the best at the time. And I didn't have a dad to say, here, this is where you're not good at. How this, how you can get better. I had to, you know, watch on TV and learn from my friends and learn from my coaches. So, and, and it, it does, in a way, it does suck because you don't feel like you had that childhood and stuff. But at the same time, I also feel like it made me a better man because I feel like I've always considered what's best for my family first. I've always considered what's best for my, my uh, you know, my friends and everyone first. And I've always taken, put myself, in the back seat. Um, and it does help at times, like you said, because I'm, you know, I feel like it helped me be a better husband and father, but then at the same time, it, I don't get to like have the fun. Like I feel like I should have. So it's like, like you said, it's a double-edged sword type of thing. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I commend you for stepping in because a lot of people, you do have a choice. Either you do it or you don't. And so a lot of people, you know, just like my dad, he chose not to. So he stepped out and moved to the left or whatever. I'm not sure what our life would have been with him in the picture, but right. I know a lot of the pressure that I had growing up would have been a little bit alleviated had he been in position or whatever. Cause my mom was doing all she knew how to do was work, take care of her family. And that was it. So um, my mom used to work two jobs and at 5 a.m. every morning, I would lock the door behind her she would walk to work. My mom didn't start driving until 2006. She walked oh, wow. literally everywhere. Wow. So yeah, so she didn't um she didn't get her driver's license and didn't get her first car until 2006. And so for her, she walked everywhere. She was always on the bus, always on the streetcar because I'm from New Orleans. And so we wouldn't see her until like Friday evening because she only worked one job on Friday. And in mid conversation, she'll just be falling asleep. And so it's kind of like me ushering my siblings to right, another right, 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 right. or whatever. So um, 
I know you probably had some moments like that, but did you ever put yourself in the space like, well, I don't want my siblings to grow up without, so let me do all I can do to step in. Right. Um, I, I definitely feel like that. So, and like, I'll give a little bit of background. So when I graduated, I graduated high school in 2007. Um, originally, I was supposed to go to school to be a pilot, and I got accepted to pilot school and everything. Wow. And <laughs> what ended up happening was, my dad said, I'll pay, I'll help you pay for it, but your mom had to take me out child support. And my mom was like, well, I'm not going to do that because I have two other kids to worry about. So basically, I got put in the middle of their situation. Wow. And I was not able to go to school to be a pilot because I couldn't afford it. So I had to decided to go and I had to work. So I went to community college. Um, I ended up working at Best Buy. Um, I think that's how we ended up meeting each other. Yeah. So those those times where, you know, when we were meeting, when we first met and stuff, I was literally, you know, going to college, community college. I was working. I was paying, helping my mom pay cell phone bills, you know what I'm saying, buying food, you know what I'm saying, make sure my brother and sister ate, make sure they had what they needed. Um, and, you know, I was taking care of family at 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old. Like, I didn't have the, the fun like everyone else is in school, going to football games, going to parties, pledging, whatever they're doing. I'm, you know, at home working Black Friday because it's the most hours I get during the holiday season and oh. I can help buy Christmas for my brother and sister and I can help my mom, you know, make sure she's not struggling and whatever else. So, you know, you have to grow up kind of early, kind of young. And it, and it, like I said, it has good ups and downs, but it definitely was a very, um, a very intense situation just from a, from a standpoint of being a young man. You know what I mean? Wow. That, okay. So that is a, a heavy change because your your direction in life was you were going to literally be up in the air and because they decided that they wanted to play ping pong for whatever reason you kind of got stuck in the middle of that so do you still desire to do just to be a pilot um so it's actually a blessing and a curse so i was i'm glad i didn't do it in the sense of because i didn't or i mean i won't say i wasn't i'm not glad because i don't know what could have worked out but I don't, my passion for it hasn't gone anywhere. I think it worked out better because I don't think I would want it to have been away from my family if that was my career only. Yeah. Um, as a hobby though, I still decide, I still want to pursue it. I still have a set of goal for, for my, by my 40th birthday, I'm going to have my pilot's license. So that's still a goal for me. Awesome. Um, so it's nothing I've ever given up on or anything. It's just that it's something I'm like, well, it's not going anywhere. It's something I, I would do if I decide to do it. So it's still something I plan on doing. Um, it's just, you know, I didn't get to do it at the time I decided I wanted to do it. So, Wow. Okay. Okay. So, well, at least you still have the goal and you didn't lose the passion because if you right. would have said you lost the passion, I would have been in tears over here. So, It'll be there. We're going we're gonna to get there one day. Or, yeah. It's, so, yeah, it's going to be absolutely awesome when you get to, to that point. So, let me ask you this. When you um, when when you speak to your siblings and when you have conversations with them, do they ever feel like they're slighted because you decided to be selfish? I'm just saying, you know. Right. So I think the one person I will say I feel the worst about is my sister. 
Okay. Um, I feel like with my mom, she's a grown person. She has, you know, she lived her life. She made her decision. I asked me to live my life, make my decision. I feel like it's for my my sister because we lost our, you know, her my younger brother, her older brother, the middle brother. You know, it's literally just me and her now. And, um, you know, at the time that we lost him, I was at home more and I was, you know, I well, I have I was at college, but that that, that summer we I stayed with her. You know, what I'm saying I was at home with her, and then I went back to school, and I never really came home after that. Um, and even since that I've been home, like I said, I focused a lot when I came back home on trying to get myself together and going where I need to go. Um, then of course I was married, I had a son, um, I bought a house, and so I just got really caught up in, you know, focusing on you know being the best husband I could be, being the best father I could be, and like I said, and it's really hard because when you don't have a father, that's one of the hardest things to learn how to do is be a father because you have right. no clue. Like I, you know, it's not like I have someone say. Here is how you take care of your wife when she has a baby. This is how you take care of your baby. This is how you, you know what I'm saying? When you go to a hospital, you know, as a, and I'll just, you know, I don't know how it is for a woman, but they tell you everything. They tell you how to lactate. They tell you yep. how to do this. But as a husband, you're just like in the background. Everybody else forgets about you, you know. You gotta <laughs> make sure the baby's good. You got to make sure mama's good. But like, daddy is like, you just there. So it's like, you kind of have to figure it out. Um, and I feel like it really hurt our relationship because I put so much focus on trying to be a good dad and not being the dad that I, that we had and not being an absent father. And I put so much emphasis on trying to be a good husband because I've seen the struggles that my mom went through, not having somebody there for her that I yeah. feel like the one person that I really let down was my sister. And I, and to this day, that's one thing I really do regret. And I try to figure out ways to balance that with all the things I'm doing with, you know, having a career with having, you know, outside interest with having a business with having you know my my friends and stuff and then also trying to be there for her it's i feel like that's the one person i feel bad like man i really should be doing more with my sister doing more for her or more at least being a support for her if anything you know even if it means just sitting out and talking to her about her situation or problems or you know saying let her come over and we just watch tv or play the game or whatever just give her that outlet that you know what I'm saying? She may need, um, but that's the only thing I could say that I feel really, I do feel bad about. How old is she? So my sister will be just 20, so she'll be 23 this year. Um, 23? Yeah, and I'm 31, okay. so it's like a, I think an eight or nine year age difference between us, so yeah. we're pretty we're pretty far apart, but like I said, I've always been like her father. In my opinion, I've always been her father figure slash, you know, obviously her big brother, you know, and she's always known me to be there for her, you know, so like I said, just not being there kind of, I feel bad about that. Yeah. So has she ever expressed that to you? Has she ever been like, Matt, I feel like you left me hanging? Um, um I don't, I don't think so. Uh, we've talked, we've like, I've had, we've had conversation that I basically say, you know, in so many words, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I'm always here if you need me. And she, and she's always, she's never made me feel like I've not been there enough for her, even though that's maybe something I feel or she has felt like that. Um, and, you know, sometimes my mom had said things like, you know, you need to be there more for your sister. But it's like, you know, she's kind of going her own path. And I don't want to invade her space. I want her to develop right. herself. And if she wants me, she knows how to, you know what I'm saying? She's never, I'm never a far away and that she can't contact me or, you know, feel like she can't reach out to me. I'm always there to support her if she wants to do so. You know what I'm saying? She's in her young, her early 20s. So I want her to go have fun with her friends and go to concerts and go do whatever. And, you know, I'm always, always going to be, Big Brother's always going to be here for her when she wants to come sit down and talk about anything or whatever. 
that's awesome. I just I had to ask if she communicated that to you because sometimes right. we put ourselves in positions where we beat ourselves up for something that right, we right, right. probably didn't do. But um, being an older sibling, and I I totally understand, and my sentiments are with you because. Even though I'm the only girl, my brothers, I still get in the mode where, dang, I could have, I could have saved them from this, or I could have saved them from that, or I could have stepped in, or I could have paid this all for them, or you know something like that. Because in a, in our mindset as a, a older sibling, we're the closest thing to a parent that our siblings have, and so they they lean on us, and when they lean, sometimes they lean hard. So I understand um, being in a, a space of like you want to save them, but it's kind it's kind of like I, nobody saved me, so you kind of have to learn on your own. <laughs> right. I mean, there's there. I can't like I said. I if she asks me for advice, I'm always there to give her. I don't want to ever step in and say, "Hey, this is what you should do." I always say, you know, what I'm saying if she asks me for a, a question or if she reach out, I always give her my uh, you know my unbiased <laughs> advice and you know tell her what I think, but I always tell her, "Hey, man, you know." Your mom may not like this or that, but it's not her life, you know. And that's one thing I will say. I'm very adamant about her living her life the way she wants, you know what I'm saying? Whether her family agrees, whether they disagree, whether they approve, that's not their place. You have to live your life. Your mother chose her path. Your father chose their path. Your cousins and friends and everything, they chose their path. That's their life to live in. That's not for you to judge them, and it's also not for them to judge you. If you want to go be an astronaut, be an astronaut. If you want to be a traveling guitar salesman, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you live your life. <laughs> The way you want, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing I always try to, um, you know, implore for her just to make herself happy. Do it way to you happy because nobody else has to live your life. Nobody has to deal with what you deal with on a daily basis. So live, do whatever makes you happy. And I, all I'm going to do is support you. You know what I'm saying? Even if I don't agree, I'll always be there to support you and, you know, love you and tell you it's going to be all right. When you need somebody to talk to, I'll be there for you. Yeah. And that's good support, too, because another thing is, and I'm glad you said that because, a lot of people, when they think about failing their family, they think about not doing what their family wanted them to do. Right. Um, right. They think of in terms of they had this precedent set for me and I decided to go the opposite way. And so um, and so that thing can be heavy, like that thing can weigh on you a lot. So for you to say to her, hey, it's your life. This is your path. This is what your choice is. You know, everybody else made their own choices and did what they wanted to do. Now it's up to you to do the same. So that's what they need. They need openness. People in general, we all just need some type of openness. We need support. Even if I'm banging my head against the wall, just support me with a pillow and some ice. That's all. Right. <laughs> just support right. me with right. that. Right. So, um, so to be open with her like that and to give her the space to learn trial and error, because I think that's the best way that we learn. Is, is also a great thing. But going back to um, not doing what our family wants us to do, um, have you heard anyone say, Matt, I wanted you to do this, but you decided to do something else? Um, I nah, That one thing I can't say anyone did or say that or not, only because I feel like, you know, honestly, I, if, if anything, I felt like people kind of took a lot of stuff I did for granted. Like they just assumed out and I'm just, this is just my assumption going, looking at from my perspective is they just assumed that I was always going to make it in a sense. Like I was going to be the one to go to college and graduate and, to, you know, get a good job and do those things. So in essence, I, a lot of times I feel like I don't get the praise I deserve in a sense. And maybe, it's, it. maybe it's 
maybe it's my own issue, my own insecurities or whatever, but I always feel like, you know, I look around and say, man, you know, these people had babies young or they dropped out of college or didn't go to school or did this or did that. And, you know, I feel like they'll get praise or they'll get more of the attention. But I feel like for myself, especially, you know, with the situation I had to deal with, like losing, like I said, losing a sibling and all the stress I had with that and stuff, it's like, I, sh- I really shouldn't have made it. Like, I tell my women, you know, my friends were just talking about this earlier today. I'm like, I went to a school that was considered an alternative school in a, you know, a really bad hood, quote unquote, in, you know, saying one of the worst school districts. And I graduated. I went to college. I graduated from college. You know what I'm saying? I w- I'm not supposed to be here. Statistically speaking, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be, you know, owning a business. You know, I own, I own a, I'm a business owner now. You know, I've, you know, I've worked for government contracts. I've done, you know, I've done uh, philanthropy. I, you know, I do a lot of volunteer work in the community, you know. So it's like just to sit back and look at it like, man, I really feel like I've done way more than a lot of people do. And like I said, sometimes I feel like I don't get that, you know, like, man, I'm really proud of you. You really did a lot of big things. You really did, you know, you know, you could have failed at these many situations, but you didn't. You still yeah. persevered. So just just having that feeling sometimes is is an issue that I deal with, but I also have to tell myself, you know, you know, I could be my, I have to be my own cheerleader squad sometimes, and I just know, you know, I know that I did what I needed to do, and I know that, you know, regardless of how I may feel, or maybe it's just my own feelings, you know, that it's okay to feel the way I feel, and, and you know, I, it's not going to stop me from achieving more and doing more, and I say doing more for my family, and I and I hope my son doesn't have to feel that way, and I want to be there for him to, when he gets to school or whatever he decides to do in his life, I want to be his biggest cheerleader, and like, hey man, I'm proud of you, you know, you're, you know, that's one thing I tell him all the time, I'm proud of you, you're doing an awesome job, I'm proud, and I try to instill that him at a young age, so he knows that he always has that support behind him. And that's, that's good to say, that's awesome to say, because the the thing that I know personally that I struggled with was I'm the only one doing what I'm doing, right? Like I'm the blueprint right now because it was grandma. Grandma did all this, you know, wonderful stuff or whatever. But my grandmother instilled in her children, she had five children, which includes my mom. She's the baby girl. Um, she instilled in them because she didn't go to college. She was like, you're going to graduate from high school. You're going to graduate from college and you're going to get a a good job with benefits and get some life insurance. She was big on life insurance. So that's kind of what my, what my, my mom, my aunt and my uncles did. They did exactly what my grandmother told them to do. So when it came to entrepreneurship and I'm looking for answers, it was like, Hey, um, I kind of need help. Do you know how to do this? But to them, I think a lot of people can't congratulate you because you're doing something that they never seen before. You're doing something that they never had or either they had a chance to do it or they thought about doing it. And you just came through and was like, I'm going to execute it. And so unfortunately, it kind of it's an uncomfortable space. And for lack of a better term, it kind of sucks. Or whatever, because you're thinking when we think of legacy, when we think of family, we think it's not supposed to be this hard. So let me lay a foundation so whoever else comes behind me, you won't have to worry about it. Because I was the main thing for me, I I always was like, I'm never going to have children 
if I'm not ready. And I'm not going to do it at a young age. My mom had me at 22. She had my brother at 24. Then she had my baby brother at about 29, almost 30 or whatever. So for me, I was like, I'm good. Nope, not doing that. I'm going to make sure that I go to school. I didn't finish school in, in the time that I would like. But I did finish school. I did, you know, get married. I had a, I have a family and, you know, we're working on things and everything. But it's un, it's unfortunate when your own family can't celebrate you because they don't really comprehend or understand the path that you took. So I think I think that that's the main reason or some of the reasons why they can't do it. So and then again, that brings it back to what well, dang, maybe did I, did I fail them because I chose this path? or what so that's just my thought process on that so how did it how did it make you feel when you were explaining your goals but nobody was comprehending what you were doing um i can't really say that explaining my goals i kind of just did like you know okay. like so i have two older cousins and you know one of my cousins had you know he graduated high school and had a and had a you know had a kid right out of high school, you know, and my other cousin, you know, he kind of bounced around and, you know, we played football together and stuff like that. And, you know, I didn't have them like, Hey man, you know, go to school or they never told me not to go to school or do go to school. They just was like, they kind of lived their own life. And I was like, you know, I saw, you know, the struggles that they had and stuff they went through. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to necessarily go through this. So I told myself, like, you know, especially, like I said, during the days where I was working and going to school and I was like, you know, I want more. You know, I, I don't want to be I don't want this to be it. I don't want to be doing this for 20, 30, 40 years. I want to be more and I want to do more. And I just said, whatever it takes, come hell or high water, I'm going to make this happen. And I just literally put my nose down and, and grinded it out. And, you know. One semester I just took classes, and another semester I just took more classes, and then I'm like, okay, I have enough credits to uh, transfer to the school I want to. Okay, what do I need to do? And I call them and I say, hey, this is what I want to do. And I literally just, you know, nobody knew how to fill out a FAFSA form. Like no one knew wow. about, um, no one knew about getting on campus housing. No one knew about, you know, a lot of stuff. Like I would, like you said, the blueprint, like I was the guinea pig. Like even when I played sports, I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have, you know, anyone to say, hey, man, these, you should go to camps to get your name out there. Like I just assumed because I played football, I, I would get a scholarship. And then I didn't. I was like, well, damn, why don't I get a scholarship? And right. then after the fact now, I'm like, well, you know, had somebody told me about camps or stuff, I could have had an opportunity here or there. So it's just like you when you don't have anyone who knows anything, you literally kind of have to figure it out as you go. So I literally just had to figure stuff out as I went. And like I said, not having anyone to tell me how to do it or what to do or the way to do it. And I just, you know, kind of did it on my own and, and, and kind of like fumbled through it as I did it and ended up where I ended up. But like I said, it worked out. So, yeah, it, um, thankfully it worked out. Of course, we always see, we see after the journey, dang, if I would have took this route, I knew about this, you know, the things that I know now, I wish I would have known back then, you know, kind of take that approach or whatever, but it still worked out. So that, that's a blessing in itself. So you now being a husband and a father, do you feel like you have failed your wife in a way? Do you feel like you have failed your son in a way? 
for them, honestly, I can say no because I know that they get every they give they get my all. Like they literally like there is not one thing I can say that I'm not working towards. You know, I I will say as a father, I try to work more on my temper with my son because I'm a, a very short tempered and I and I and I've always had issues with patience. And he's yeah. always he's been the thing to learn patience. And I and I catch myself getting upset and I catch myself getting frustrated. And I'm like, you know what? He's trying and when I and I and I look at the situations I was when I was a kid and and I was like, you know what? I'll yell at him and I'm like a minute later I'm like, hey, uh, sit him down, like, look, daddy doesn't like to yell at you. Daddy doesn't like to put his hands on you. But you, if you don't listen and something happens to you, you're gonna hurt daddy, you're gonna hurt mom, you're gonna hurt yourself. And I have to explain to him, like, you know, this is not because I like yelling at you or I like putting you in punishment or timeout. It's because I want you to be safe and I want you to be happy. Yeah. And I feel like that's the one thing I, I've done really well as a father is learning to be patient. And I've also learned to apologize. Like there's been times I've yelled at my son and I really realized after the fact, Matt, you didn't have to go that hard. And I'll come back and say, daddy, sorry. And that's one thing I don't necessarily feel like that happened with me as a kid. I don't I don't I can't remember my mom apologizing for something that she did or maybe she did. not just don't remember. But I try I'm trying to as a new generation to to do something different and you know what I'm saying you can still get pop pops like that's not gonna yeah that's pop. still gonna happen at the same time, <laughs> I'm gonna explain to you hey you know I told you six times to not do that so time number seven you know what I'm saying I really would have got you at number three I gave you leniency to number five and number seven I had enough but I'm still sorry because I don't like that and I don't want you to feel that way and I don't want you to feel like I don't love you so that as a father I definitely feel like I you know especially not having that in my life, I feel like I've really worked hard to, um, you know, create a great relationship with my son and be there for him and support him. And like I said, I tell him I'm proud of him. I tell him I love him. He's doing awesome. Um, with my wife, same thing, you know what I'm saying? She has her own struggles as a wife, as a mother. You know what I'm saying? She feels sometimes like she's not good enough in certain aspects. And I tell her, you know, you're doing the best you can. And all I ask is your best. And if you're trying, that's all I ask from you. You know what I'm saying? Days where she doesn't feel like she's doing good enough or she's not pretty enough or whatever, I try to reinforce, hey, regardless of how you feel, I love you. I support you. I, I believe in you. Whether it's with her career path, whatever she's doing, if she feels like she can do better and she's not doing good enough, babe, I don't care how you feel. I'm telling you you're doing as best as I can. I'm proud of you. I accept you for what you are. I know you're doing the best. And just try to reinforce those things. And I feel like, I do put a lot of put a lot of time and emphasis in my mom, my, my wife, and my my son because I want them to know that they're they're investing in my life. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, today God willing, God willing, you know, whenever I do leave this earth, I want a legacy to be left, and I and they are the they are the cornerstone of my legacy. My son is the cornerstone of my legacy. My wife's the cornerstone of my legacy. To say, you know what, my husband is a good man. He you know he provided for me. He provided for my son. My I want my son to know my dad was always there for me. He always uplifted me. Whatever I needed, he was there. So I try to make sure that whatever I do in this life, I I give them as much as I can. That's awesome because what you're doing, you're breaking cycles. Like the cycles are stopping with you and you're re well, not reinventing, you're basically shattering everything and starting all over from scratch. So that's awesome that you're doing that because we definitely it's a need to definitely do things differently. Right. It's a need because whether we like it or not, the world is gonna change. And if we don't enforce change within ourselves then we'll get left behind but you're definitely doing something different and you're definitely breaking cycles because god knows they need to be broken 
Right, definitely. I don't. I, that's one thing I said. You know, a lot of people say a lot of things about me. I'm definitely not perfect. I have a lot of flaws, a lot of issues in my life, a lot of anger and things. But one thing I I will never feel like is that I'm a deadbeat dad. That's one thing I don't care what you call me, whatever you want to call me in this world. You'll never call me a deadbeat dad, and that's something I that's something I strive for every day is to wake up and know that I'm a good father and a good husband. So from from what you went through. So far as, you know, failure with your family and everything in certain aspects, what what was your biggest takeaway? What did you learn from that? Um, I learned that to get where you are in life, you have to sacrifice. Um, and and I look at it and I, I don't compare myself to other people, but I look at it in a in a vacuum to say that, you know, I know people who went to school like we graduated the same day. And I know people who went to school and went to school and partied and flamed out. And I know people who went to school and went back to the same block they've been living on their whole life and, you know, get in a certain situation or whatever. And then I know people who just didn't care enough to even to bother. And I don't like I said, I try my best not to judge anyone. We all have to live our life. But I know that if I didn't make the decisions I made, I wouldn't be where I am. And I wouldn't be able to have the ability to support my family the way I want to. And so by being selfish and doing the things I did and, you know, I guess putting off a lot of the fun and stuff I wanted to do in my early, the early part of my earlier part, not my early part, but the earlier, like my early 20s and stuff, it helped me now that I'm a little bit older. Now I have the means to say, if my family wants to go on a trip, I can, okay, let's go on a trip to this place. Or let's say we want to, you know, invest in a, you know, invest into something or buy, you know, whatever it is, I have the ability to do it because I sacrificed younger to be able to do stuff when I was older versus partying and having fun when I could have, but then I may or may not have been in the place to do the things I need to do today. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So sacrifice, I always say somebody is going to get the short end of something, whether right. it's you or somebody else, but that's, that's why it's called sacrifice because in the end, it's somebody's going to be missing something. So, right. um, so it is, it's inevitable, just like change. And it's something that you just have to maneuver with. So do you find yourself balancing between your goals and family? Have you figured that out? Um, I think now they kind of like they're married because now the goals I have help my family. So when I look at things now that I want in my life, all I'm like, you know, if I get this job, I'll be able to buy this house and this house puts my family in a better position. So it's like they coincide now because now, you know, if I get this contract as a as a contractor or if I get this contract for my business that I want to start, that business helps pay for my son's school or that business helps me, you know, surprise my wife with something or this business helps me, you know, invest in my home better. So yeah. whatever I do now, it help, it's a binary thing. It helps on the back end with my family. So especially like my, my wife and my son, they are able to get the fruits of it. And even with my extended family, like, you know, now that I make more money than I did at 21, you know, at 31, now I can say, hey, you know, you guys want to come over and I can cook food for a whole 20 people or 15 people or 10 people and I can afford it because I'm in a place position I can do those things but at 21 I couldn't buy myself a hamburger some days because yeah. I, was, I was struggling you know what I mean so like by doing those sacrifices I can do better things I can you know and I don't want to necessarily attach to monetary things but I can do those things I can you know um, I can get people things they need more I can give them help 
more because I have the means to help. You know, like, and one thing my aunt told me a long time ago that was true, I couldn't help anybody where I was before. Now right. I can help more, you know what I'm saying? I can, I can use my means and my, even, and even not even monetarily, my connections. Now I have, you know, connections that I can, with people and people I know and places I know. So if you need somebody to do this, I have a connection with that person. Or if you need someone to make this move, I have people over here. So now, because I sacrificed and I made those connections and those moves, I have the, the, the ability to do things for other people. Awesome. So my last question for you is, what advice would you give to someone who is in this, who has, who is in the same space that you were in or feel like they're failing their family because they're choosing to, to accomplish their goals? I would say the one thing I learned is you have to, I won't say you have, you have to do what you need to do because you can, like you said, you can't help anybody if you're struggling. Like, you know, sometimes we get in this thing where we want to be in the trenches with everyone else and, oh, you know, big mama need this and mama need that and my uncle yeah. need this and my daddy need that and my sister. But, you know what I'm saying, if you're helping them when you're down, you're you're taking away from what you could be building up on yourself versus, you know, sometimes, and it sucks, but you have to let people struggle with a little bit so you can take time to build yourself up so now that you're up here, now you can build people up and bring them up where you are. But if y'all all at the same level, you'll never be, you know, you'll never really, you'll just keep flowing above water. You know what I mean? You're basically yep. trading water versus now you were able to go back to land and get you some money and you bought a boat. Now you bring the boat back and say, hey, I got a boat. Let's get out of this water. And now you can help people more. And it, it, it's, it's, it sounds counterintuitive and it kind of is, but it, you kind of have to let people sink a little bit so you can give get them away from you so you can get yourself up so you can go help when you need, when you're able to help. And then it won't be a, such a burden on you at that time. So I definitely would say advice wise, just, you know what I'm saying? Do for yourself first because you can't help anybody if you're struggling too. Um, and that's something I've gotten advice from other, somebody else giving me that advice. And it definitely, uh, it definitely worked out for me. Yeah, because it's it's pulling from a, a empty vessel. It's right. pulling from a it's trying to drink from an empty cup. Like I have nothing right. to give to right. you because I literally have nothing at all. So yeah, it's definitely pulling from an empty space. But um Matt, how can we connect with you? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Oh, y'all want my Insta? I can give you all the <laughs> digits of all the stuff. All right. So my IG, because I actually don't remember my name. So my Instagram is Matt. Let's make sure this is the right thing. Yeah, my Instagram is Matt underscore five zero zero seven. On Instagram, just send me a request and I will pull y'all in. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for taking your time out to share your story with us. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me again. I definitely have. Uh, I definitely had a good uh, soundboard to get stuff off of, so I definitely appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys or be with you guys soon.